us tonight. Affection determines direction. Simple statement. Biblical statement. Biblically principled statement. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen? Affection determines direction. God has a lot to say about the subject of love in the Bible. And can I say this, ladies and gentlemen, love is not just an ushy-gushy feeling. Love is a decision. Now, I'm not saying that that decision is not accompanied by feeling. Amen? I think God created us as emotional creatures. We're created in the image of God. And he told us first and foremost that when Jesus said what is, when he was asked what the first commandment was, he said to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Someone asked J. Hudson Taylor one time, the great missionary, they said, do you believe that the number one requirement for missionaries is that they love souls? J. Hudson Taylor said, no. Now you would think that that's a pretty good question and that's a pretty good answer. He said, the number one requirement for missionaries is that they love God. If they love God, they will love souls. Amen? And so God tells us to love God. God tells us to love our family. Amen. Husbands, love your wives. He tells us, fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I get convicted about that sometimes, Brother Brown. I think, boy, I'm, I'm too short sometimes. I want to be more patient. I, it says there that to bring them up in the nurture. When I, when I think of nurture, Miss Robin, I think of a plant. And you know, you can't just pour a whole bucket of water on plant. You have to pour a little bit on. Make sure it gets sunlight and nurture that. Amen. You know, God, if God loves the lost, I think we should love the lost. For God so loved the world. God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. But ladies and gentlemen, where do we learn all this? So I want to submit to you tonight, you're in Psalm 119, go over to Psalm 138. Psalm chapter 138, we'll come back and like to be all over the Bible tonight. I want to submit something to you. I want to ask you, do you love your Bible? Do you love your Bible? There's a great video, if I'd have, thought, if I'd have had the foresight, I'd have shown it tonight of Christians in China. Some of you have seen it through social media. Christians in China, Brother Drake, and, and there's a, a missionary that brings a box of Bibles. And Miss Kim, they, for the very first time, they get to hold a copy, their own Bible, and they just weep. They just, in tears, Brother Mike. And I think, do I love my Bible like that? 
I'm using a different Bible tonight. This one's a blessing to me. It's, uh, it's special. Uh, it's, uh, we, we have them in our bookstore in uh, uh, hardback. Uh, they're, they're the silver ones, amen, with the blue spines. and It's uh, the open Bible, the expanded edition. It's a great study Bible. And uh, I have my other Bible that's in my office that I keep all my devotions in and all my notes. And there'll be times where I'll actually, and you forgive me, let, let me just, where I'll actually take it and hold it up to my lips and kiss it. You say, oh, that's, uh, that's a, well, Look at Psalm 138, verse 2. I want you to notice something there. Psalm 138, verse 2. It says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. How many of you think the name of God is high and holy? Amen? Uh, so holy, Brother, Brother Sammons is going to do his uh, series on the King James Bible. Uh, so holy that when uh, they came to that name, God's name Jehovah, when they were translating our King James Bible, Uncle Joe, they took out a new pen that had never been used before. And they wrote it. Hey, the name of God is so holy that is the third commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of thy Lord thy God in vain. And God says this, I've magnified my word above mine own name. I tell you what, I think this book's important. Miss Linda, Miss Ruth Marie, great testimony about how Miss Linda, Grandma, and Miss Ruth Marie, Mom, how the Bible was important in their lives. I told my son this week, he's only going to be nine next week, and that's a blessing, but I told him this week, I said, son, you ought to have devotions every day, even if it's just a verse. Amen, church? Even if it's just one verse, and not to get it out of the way. One of the great fears I have, Brother Becker, is that church and reading the Bible to my children who have been in it since literally they were born will be like going to school and eating broccoli. Just something we do. Now, I'm not against duty, but there's a reason we call them personal devotions. And that is that we are devoted to God. And so, I guess I, I just want to Share with you tonight, I've got ten quick things, and, and I hope maybe you, God will spur some things on in your, your heart too, but why I love my Bible. Just why I love my Bible. Again, I, I didn't grow up with the Bible. I shouldn't say that. We grew up with a Bible, Mom, but it was in a box, and we never read it. That, that's just, we, we, we were raised in the Catholic Church. You weren't allowed to read the Bible. The priest read the Bible. And he told you. And he said, Brother Mike, listen, you know, if you start reading the Bible, you know what happened to Luther? That'll happen to you. You'll go nuts. How many think Martin Luther went the right kind of nuts, amen, from, from the Catholic Church? By the way, this year, 500 years on Halloween, the, the, the 95 Thesis, 500 years that he nailed that on the door. 
his 95 issues with the Catholic Church. And by the way, probably have another 95 to go along with it. Amen. Let me give you 10 things tonight. Go to Galatians chapter 3. Reason number one, and they're not in any sort of uh, uh, order of importance tonight, but uh, just a simple topical message on loving your Bible. And by the way, it said there, in, uh, if you're going to Galatians, but really our text verses are Psalm 119, 47 and 48. It says, I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. My hands also will I lift up thy commandments, which I have loved. Loving the Bible, and over and over and over in that text, it says, thy statutes, thy commandments, thy judgments, thy precepts. And it's talking about, ladies and gentlemen, the Word of God. The Word of God. Why do I love my Bible? Galatians 3.22 says there, but the Scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. And I tell you, the first reason that I love my Bible is it showed me my sin. My Bible showed me my sin. Those broken commandments, those broken precepts, the fact that I knew I had violated God's Word, I get that from God's Word. See, God's Word shows us our sin. We'll, we'll take a look at a, a different uh, uh, facet of that a little bit later, but I, I love my Bible because my Bible showed me my sin. It showed me that I was a sinner and needed to be saved. Amen. Thank God for the Word of God. Amen. Secondly, uh, go back uh, to, uh, let's see here. How about 1 Peter 1.23? 1 Peter 1.23. First Peter 1 Peter 1.23, I love my Bible because it showed me my sin. Secondly, 1 Peter 1.23, I love my Bible because it birthed me into God's family. It says there in 1 Peter 1.23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by what? The Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Now listen, I understand, ladies and gentlemen, that the Holy Spirit is involved, the Father's involved, the Lord Jesus is involved in salvation, but it all comes to us through the Word of God. The Word of God. It says here, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. James uh, 1.21 puts it this way. It says, to receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. You know, thank God, whether it was through gospel track, or personal witness, or preaching, or reading the Bible, or I, I remember a dear friend of mine was watching Billy Graham in 1976, watching a Billy Graham crusade, and the Word of God was being delivered. We quoted that this morning, how the Word of God is not bound. Amen? It, it goes forth, and it birthed me into God's family. God's Word. God's Word did that. Oh, I should, I should love His Bible. Amen? I should love this Bible. Hey, here's a great one. Joshua chapter 1.8. Joshua chapter 1.8. <clears throat> Why I love my Bible. 
loving your Bible? And it's a probing question, isn't it? Do we really love it? Do we really love it? Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. It says here, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. It's talking about the word of God here. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good what? Success. Do you know the Bible guarantees me success? Don't get nervous, okay? This is not Joel Osteen preaching, okay? Big smile, million-dollar house, amen, no thanks. We're talking about biblical success, Bible success, being a success in God's eyes. Hearing when our race is run, Brother Joe, well done, thou good and faithful servant. How can we hear that? The Word of God. It says in this passage that thou may observe to do all that is written therein. The Bible guarantees me success. I'm going to talk about that on Wednesday night in Psalm chapter 1, talking about that man that delights himself in the law of the Lord. And you know what God said? And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Men, why I love my Bible. It showed me my sin. It birthed me into God's family. It guarantees me success. Job chapter 23. Job chapter 23. We are all over the Bible tonight. Praise God. If we love the Bible, we'll move around in it a little bit. Amen? Remember when I first got saved, I thought that was the book of Job. Amen? Book of Job. Job chapter 23, verse number 11, says, My foot hath held his steps, his way have I kept and not declined, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. More than my necessary food. Psalm 119, 103 uh, says it this way. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. 1 Peter 2, 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. Why do I love my Bible? Because my Bible feeds me spiritual food. And a blessing today. And uh, like you, a lot of you, we're not always able to go out to eat, but sometimes we are, and the Lord uh, blesses us. And so uh, we, we have a Mother's Day tradition. We, uh, we don't like to fight with all the crowds in the restaurants on Mother's Day. And uh, they're busy. I'm telling you what, they're busy. So we have a tradition of we get uh, outback takeout. We go, to the, we go pull right in, and they bring it out to you, and then we take it home, and uh, we, th- there's no cleanup for mom. Hallelujah. Come on, moms. Help me now. Amen. There's no cleanup for mom, and, and we just eat. And, and so I, I went there today, and, and um, 
It was a blessing. I was thinking, Brother Brown, it, it pays to be a Christian because they messed up. I got there at, uh, just a little after one. They told me to be there at 1258, and they, they messed up. Somebody, somebody accidentally gave our food to somebody else. So I got there on Mother's Day, and my food was gone. And I saw the manager. I'd been there probably about 10 minutes, and I saw the manager come out in his blue shirt, and I said, this is not good. <laughs> he came out, and he said, I am so Sorry, told me exactly what happened, and you know what? I could have said, well, bless God, my wife's at home waiting for this food. I said, hey, look, it's Mother's Day. You guys are busy. Don't worry about it. We got time on our hands, and, and uh, so he came back out, took 20% off my bill, and gave us a free appetizer for next time. I was like, it's good to be a Christian, amen? It's good to hold your, it's good when the officer comes up and you say, yes, sir, thank you, sir. May I have another, sir, Amen. I said all that to say, I enjoyed that meal this afternoon. I, Mom, we enjoyed that meal, didn't we? Now listen, how many of you would go days and days and days and days and days without eating physical food? Now you say, well, maybe if you're fasting or trying to lose weight, I know that. But most of us need to eat every day. Most of us like to eat every day. Would you like me to start pointing at some of you? No, I'll point at myself, amen. I love to eat every day. The Bible is our spiritual food. You know how often we need it? Every day. Throughout the day. Several times a day. Hmm? Amen? I love the Bible because it feeds me my spiritual food. Just like the physical food feeds my body, the Bible feeds my spirit. How about this? I like this one. Right out of our text in Psalm 119. Psalm 119. <clears throat> Verse number 9. Probably some of our, our young ones could quote this one. I remember Eric saying to me, I learned that in my Scripture spies. I learned that verse. And I think... Those of you that have been in Sunday school any length of time or any sort of children's program have probably learned Psalm 119, verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto, according to thy word. You know, I love my Bible, Brother Brown. It helps me to stay clean. My Bible helps me to stay clean. You know what? When you boil it down, I'm a sinner saved by grace. And you know what the first part of that is? I'm a... You know, when Jesus washed the disciples' feet, he, he said, uh, uh, you're all clean, but you know what? Your feet are going to get dirty in this world. And he was giving the idea there of our walk in this dirty world. Hey, we're clean in God's eyes, but you know, as you walk... Your feet get dirty, and they need to be cleaned. And the Bible gives us a prescription for that, doesn't it? If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I, I love my Bible because my Bible helps me to stay clean. You know when you in your life will let sin pile up? When you get away from reading this book. When you get away from having devotions each day. 
You let sin pile up, amen. So it helps me to stay clean. Just two verses down. Psalm 119, verse 11. Again, a, another familiar verse. <clears throat> Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against me. It not only helps me to stay clean, but the Bible keeps me from sin. Now, I'm not talking about knowing it here, though that's important. I'm talking about when it translates from head to heart. It'll keep me from sin. If I truly love the Word of God, it'll keep me from sin. It'll say, look, I, I can't do that. Isn't that what Joseph said? Amen? In uh, Genesis chapter 39, when Potiphar's wife, who I've no doubt was a very attractive woman, came and, and propositioned him, he said, look, your husband has put everything into my hands, and that's fine, and I want to be loyal to him, but how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? See, he knew that was wrong. The Word of God tells us so much about what's right and what's wrong. And can I say this? The Word of God, if you'll take the principles of the Word of God, there are some gray areas, but there's not as many as the devil would have you make. Amen? About gray areas, right and wrong. If you take the principles of the Word of God, the principles of the Word of God, I remember Pastor Mark, you and I talking about this in regards to music, and I remember asking Pastor Mark, said, tell me about your philosophy of music, and, and as you can well tell, Pastor Mark knows music, and, and, and I remember saying, he, he was getting ready, I said, let me tell you my philosophy of music. Stay away from the edge. That's, a, that's my philosophy in life. And I get it from that book. You know, if I stay away, Dr. Malone used to say uh, so often, heard him say it, he said, it is better to build a fence at the top of the cliff than a hospital at the bottom. You see, if you love this book, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So bless me the other night to see <clears throat> Ryan and Susanna and Levi up here, uh, these wonderful young people in our church, and how Brother Boston said he was keeping accurate track of points and, and how many verses they'd memorized and, and how many uh, they, they brought their Bible and they're faithful and all that. And I thought about all that when we got done with True Trackers, and I thought, praise God for all those points, but praise God for every verse that was memorized. Because God will bring it to remembrance right at the right time. Right when temptation comes, thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee. It keeps me from sin. It helps me stay clean. It feeds me spiritual food. It guarantees me success. It birthed me into God's family. It showed me my sin. <coughs> Psalm 119, 105. Very familiar verse. Very familiar verse. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. <clears throat> I love my Bible because it gives me light to walk. It gives me light to walk. You know, sometimes people think that preachers have this divine halo that this divine light that just shines on their bible and 
and you know we, we, we just move from week to week like that and it's not true. It's the same as it is for you. Amen. We're all made of the same stuff. And there are times when you need God's direction. And you can always get it from the Bible. I remember the time, and I've shared it before, but I remember the time our dear beloved pastor, Pastor Tharp, left Mountain View Baptist Church after 19 years. Founding pastor. Devastating. Founding pastor. Son died in a car wreck, and they just couldn't stay anymore. Just that simple. And I remember I candidate. I was the first candidate for my home church where I got saved, Brother Mike, where I was serving in uh, more ministries. I was as busy as a one-armed paper hanger with poison ivy and a runny nose. Amen. I mean, just serving everywhere. And I remember coming before the church and answering all the questions and, and going through the whole process. And our pastor asked me and my wife, he said, do you folks want to vote? And I said, no, we don't. We'd rather not. And then they, they took the vote and they, he asked me, he said, do you want to know what the percentage was or do you want to just know yes or no? I said, we just want to know yes or no. And he said, well, it was a no vote. And I remember thinking, wow, that was, a, that was a shot, a shock. Why didn't my home church want me? I mean, listen, I got saved there, went to Bible college there, I was serving the Lord there, and I remember being disappointed. Not devastated, but disappointed. I thought, my goodness. And I went home that night and I had my devotions. And that's a good thing to do when you're disappointed. And I came to Psalm 37.7, and it said this, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. And I remember thinking, okay, Lord, we'll do. We'll do. I, we didn't have a pastor at that time. God brought us a wonderful pastor, Pastor Chad Korea, preached Father's Day last year. Remember, he preached about three hours. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So apparently, I can't preach three hours. No, I'm just kidding. Amen. Uh, and we were able to work with him and, and be with him. But listen, it was, Brother Brown, it was the Word of God that shed light on that next step. It was the, hey, it is the Word of God that sent you to Quincy. The Word of God. The Word of God did that. Shine your next step and your, that light. And by the way, I'm still so blessed by that, thinking of the, the huge uh, Mandarin population out there in Quincy. God knew that. You didn't know that. God knew that. And God used His Word to send light. His Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. God's Word gives me light to walk. Oh, I love this. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. You got three more points. Romans chapter 10. It showed me my sin. It birthed me into God's family. It guarantees me success. It feeds me spiritual food. It helps me to stay clean. It keeps me from sin. It gives me light to walk. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. You know it. I know you know it. It says, so then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God helps me increase my faith. The Word of God. Pastor, I have small faith. I think we all feel that way from time to time. 
But almost always, if someone comes to me and wants counsel and they say, Pastor, I feel like my faith is small, I will ask them, Brother Mike, what did you read in your Bible today? Well, I didn't read my Bible. I said, okay. Are we putting two and two together here? Why we have small faith? Come on, help me, church. Amen. Hey, this book helps me to increase my faith. You know, we had three adults trust Christ today. You know, they just starting in the faith. We talked about Rahab this morning and how she told a lie. Amen. She, would, she had just gotten saved. And you know what she needed to do? She needed to increase her faith. How do we do that, ladies and gentlemen? Right here. This book. People say, I don't know where to start. I'll almost always send them to John, Romans, Psalms, or Proverbs. Because I know what those books do for me. And I've been saved 22 years. Amen. What God does. Hey, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I love my Bible. You, you ought to love your Bible because it will help you increase your faith. We're in Romans. Go to Romans 15. Number nine. Romans 15. Point number nine. Romans 15, verse number 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the what? Might have what? Hope. Can I tell you something about this book right here? Above all other books... This book gives me hope. Great song choice tonight, Pastor Mark, Miss Lindsay, Pastor Donald. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. You know where you get that? That's called the blessed hope. Titus chapter 2, verse 13. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air to be with the Lord, to beat them in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hope. You know, the most wretched person on this planet, you can take this book to them and give them hope. I've seen people, I, I've been in prison playing softball, Brother Mike, and I've seen guys that, I, I don't know how you could have that many tattoos on your face. I, I really didn't. I, I just, abs, everything was tattooed. I, I couldn't believe it. And I thought, man, this poor person, they're going to get out, and, and they're, they're, they're not, I mean, you can't show up to a job interview like that. Forgive me, Uncle Joe, you run a company, but that doesn't say I make good decisions. You know, but I'm going to tell you something. God can use somebody like that. Amen. I got a dear friend of mine. He's one of our... I, by the way, I know of two of our missionaries, forgive me, Brother Brown, that have to wear long sleeves. Right. One of them's right here. One of them's Brother Ray Martinez. And I'm telling you what. God, could, God, God brought the word of God. Ray Martinez was a gang member in Chicago. There's still what they call an SOS out on Brother Ray. And that is shoot on sight. 
in Chicago because he left the gang, and you don't leave the gang. But I'm going to tell you what this book does. Gives you hope. Gives you hope. Hey, you know what? I know this. When my life is over, I'm going to be with Jesus. Where do I get that hope? Right here. Right here in this book. One more point, and I'll be done here. Number 10. Why do I love my Bible? James chapter 1. James chapter 1. It showed me my sin. It birthed me into God's family. It guarantees me success. It feeds me spiritual food. It helps me to stay clean. It keeps me from sin. It gives me light to walk. It helps me increase my faith. It gives me hope. James chapter 1. Look at verse number... Well, look at verse 21. We already quoted it. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Boy, those are... Good Bible words right there. And receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the what? Word. Not hearers only, deceiving your own self. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. You know the last reason, and by the way, we could probably give another 10, 20, 30, 40, why you love your Bible, but one of the last, the last reason tonight why I love my Bible is my Bible, Pastor Mark, shows me the real me. It shows me the real me. I say it often. God knows whom I shave. Amen? Me and God know all about me, Brother Becker. We know all about me. Oh, I'm pastor. I think about people in my life, now I'm 45 years old, there are people in my life, many of them, who only know me as Pastor Rich. That's all they know. They don't know Rich. They don't know Rick. They don't know, they don't know that. God knows. And I can't tell you the amount of times that, hey, hey now I'm, I'm, I'm doctor. Doctor. Is there a doctor in the house? Wouldn't want to be his patient, amen? Oh, yeah. You know what God's word shows me? Exactly who I really am. A sinner. Forgive me. Can I be transparent tonight? Who still has problems with sin? Come on, visitors from heaven tonight, help me. Amen. Who still has problems with sin listen ladies and gentlemen most people I know that there's a whole bunch <laughs> I know that there's a whole bunch that like to have their ears tickled I'm going to tell you something most Christians glory to God let there be light <laughs> and look at this you never know what you'll find here this looks like a planet from somewhere, amen. That was your brother? There you go, buddy. That's all right, amen. <laughs> Most people that know God want it straight. 
I know I do. Remember the first time I ever heard Pastor Tharp in my life, I thought, what's he so mad about? Good gracious. I mean, Miss Case, he was up there behind that pulpit. Brother Terry, he's banging on it and pointing and yelling and screaming. Foam's coming out. Of, I fully expected fire to come out of his mouth and smoke to come out of his nostrils. I like, man, he's mad. What is going on? And he was just preaching the Bible. And you know what? That first, that, that after the shock of the first Sunday, when I came back the second Sunday, obviously I got saved and it kept coming, and I liked it. I was like, hey, he's telling it straight. He's telling it right. He's not pulling any punches. He's saying, thus saith the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, this book right here, if you'll get in it every day, it'll show you the real you. But here's the great thing. Uh, Brother Sammons is getting ready to do his class. And I, I want to encourage you, if you have not taken that class, you will benefit greatly from that class. And even some of you have taken it before. If you haven't taken it in a few years, it will really bless you. But what, what the new versions do, anybody ever been in a fun house before? Those were the days, amen, going to the fun house. And, and I remember being, when I was young, I was like, a lot like my son Luke. My son Luke is, uh, he, he just doesn't have any meat on his bones, amen. If you lift up his arms, you see ribs, amen. And he eats, he eats good. He's just uh, high octane. And I remember, so when I would go to the fun house, Brother Mike, I would look for that mirror that would make me look wider. I'd say, hey, look at that, you know, look at me. But now, if you're somebody who's a little bit wider, you go to the mirror that makes you look skinny. And nowadays, you take a selfie of yourself in front and say, look at me, there's me in front of the funhouse mirror. You know, that's what the new Bible versions do. All they're doing is changing the mirror. You know what we need to do? We need to look in the mirror, clean off the glass, look straight in, and start making changes to the man instead of the mirror. And this book will help you do that. Because it'll show you the real you. I don't know about you tonight. I know I don't love this book like I should. But I want to love it more. Each day. I want to love it. I love it because it showed me my sin. It birthed me into God's family. It guarantees me success. It feeds me spiritual food. It helps me stay clean. It keeps me from sin. It gives me light to walk. It helps me increase my faith. It gives me hope. And it shows me the real me. Why I love my Bible. Loving our Bibles tonight. Listen, let's do it. How do we love our Bible? Read it. Men, read it. Study it. Heed it. Amen. Read it and heed it. What's read it and heed it means? It means don't just read it for your head. Heed it with your heart. Say, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to be a doer of the word. And you'll be blessed in your deed. Father, thank you <coughs> for the word of God. We so take it for granted. Lord, our church is built around the word of God. Every week we responsively read the word of God. Every service, we magnify the Word of God. Oh, Lord, help us in our private lives. That part of our life that no one sees but you. Help us to love your Word. Lord, as Job said, more than necessary food, more than sleep, more than anything, 
May we each day desire fellowship with you through your word. Pastor Mark, would you play my Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine.